Welcome to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing myself as well as the guest with me today the opportunity to share our heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So today, my guests are our pastor and Sister Crosswhite. So glad to have them here with us for today's podcast. Before we jump into our discussion on our last podcast, we went over our monthly goal, and that is to reach a thousand downloads by the end of this month. Well, I just checked and we are at 896, so 104 more, and we will have reached that goal by the end of the month. So thank you for those who have listened and shared with their family and friends And we encourage you to keep doing so. Help us to reach others for God's kingdom. So today's podcast is, I guess if I had to go ahead and give it a title, it's about taking action. So it's it's summertime and I work in education. So when summer comes up, I am ready to kick back, relax, drink Kool-Aid and just hang out on the couch. I mean, you know, the school year has been a rough one. So let's just chill. Well, this past Saturday, I found myself deciding, let's, let's be productive. You know, it's summertime, so I want to do something to, to be productive. So I'm cleaning my office, and I'm going through junk mail that's on my shelf that had stacked up over the months, I'm embarrassed to say. And I come across an envelope from TXU, and I'm thinking, maybe it's a bill, but it felt like there was a card inside. So I, I opened the envelope. I'm playing with that card, and I realize it's it's money for me. It has my name on it. It's got a credit card number on it, and it's actually a cash back reward card. So every quarter, TXU sends me a cash back reward card, and somehow I had just forgotten about it. Well, it, it had a pretty good amount on there, nothing extravagant, but nevertheless, free money. But I got to looking at the expiration date. <laughs> And, and today is June 6th, and the expiration date was July, unfortunately, not 2022, but 2021. So for almost one year, I had let something that had been gifted to me, given to me, I, I didn't even ask for it, but somebody gave me something in and, and, and life's busyness and in me just living life and I guess not being as productive as I wanted to be, I let this gift pass me by and expire. <laughs> and I got to thinking, how much does that apply to us spiritually? How many times have I been sitting in a church service and written down a nugget that I heard somebody preach? Or even in prayer, when God impressed something on my heart, maybe burdens or desires for God's kingdom, And in that moment, I was on fire. Yes, let's do something. But as life goes on, it seems like sometimes those gifts, those nuggets, those burdens, those desires get lost and forgotten in the pile. So our topic is going to be more so of how not to let that happen. Psalms 90 and 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Lord, Teach me not to waste the time that I could never get back. So I could continue on, but before I do, Pastor or Sister C, anything come to mind from my embarrassing 
story that I had to admit before I continue. Mm, you're not alone. <laughs> I'll leave it there. We won't tell anything. You're not alone. I heard a quote that said, God's gift to us is time. How much is his secret? How we use it is our choice. That's amazing. Just thinking about what you discovered, I often think, what's in my pile cabinet? <laughs> How many things are piled up on my table, my desk, that I need to go through and maybe discover something there? But procrastination, somebody said, is a thief of time. And it's a thief of a lot of different things. It also, I read, procrastination is opportunity's assassin. So it's amazing that you don't have to see the whole staircase. The only thing you got to do is just take one step right. and go over. So. so in my time of sitting in front of my, uh, my bookshelf with my expired gift card because I had procrastinated, <laughs> and not taking advantage of that precious time, like you mentioned, that had been given to me, I was taken back to 2014. I came across um, some pictures from Heritage from 2014. And that Heritage was opened with Brother John's. He preached a message, the days of thy youth. So I went back and I was listening to that message, and it was almost like some of the feelings, the burdens, the desires, the passions that I felt from hearing that message began to come back. And it was just, man, just a flood of memories of things that happened that year and things that were said. His, his point was, what are you doing with your youth? And if you're not a young person or don't consider yourself a young person, what are you doing with your present moment? Because what you're doing right now has a strong impact on the rest of your life. So like we begin this conversation, it's summer. (laughs) What am I doing with my summer right now? What I'm doing right now in these months of what seems like it's a time to relax has a strong impact on what's going to happen after the summer. So what am I doing for the kingdom of God right now? Any thoughts come to mind before I continue? We talked about one time the importance of being intentional. And I think with anything that that is going to make a difference, we've got to intentionally pursue. I think it's an important topic to talk about, to be intentional with our time. Just as we give God the tithe of our increase, I think we need to be aware that that's a gift. That's a, that's an increase. We're given time, and we need to be intentional with it. So true. Many times the greatest amount of waste of wasted time is the time not getting started. And when we feel that something is important and we write it down and we just never do it, we put it off. And you can't escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Somewhere we have to apply it. Application is very important. Paint's no good in the bucket. <laughs> so, so in this message, Brother Johns gave several examples that really, for me, just began to light a fire of inspiration of what are you doing? So he began to go through some people in history and then got a little closer to home with some present-day examples. So he talked about Thomas Edison, and, you know, everybody knows who he is. 
He explained that he has over a thousand patents to his name. He's responsible for inventing the microphones, you know, that like the ones we're using today. And when he was only 32, he invented the light bulb. I noticed some that may seem like an old age, but that's, that's not very, that's, you're laughing. That's, that's not old, y'all. That's young. Ancient of days. Yeah. So Edison's advice that, that somebody had recorded him saying was that genius, because, you know, we, we hear that he is a genius or was a genius, but genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. It's not how smart you are. It's how hard you are willing to work. And I heard him say that, and I thought, how many times have we used the excuse, I don't know how, for the excuse? There's something to do in the kingdom, but I'm not quite sure where to go or how to start. So I'm just not going to do it. But in, in saying that and doing that, I don't have a mind to work. Or, or even, I can't do it as well as. I'm comparing myself right. among others. Right. The fear of failure, too. <laughs> very much so, which I think could lead us very, very well into this next one. So Henry Ford was the next example that Brother Johns gave. Henry Ford was 33, another young man, when he built his first car. He was 40 when he founded the Ford Motor Company. You mentioned failure, Pastor. Well, Henry Ford was recorded for saying failure is simply the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And how many times have we failed or we fallen and think, well, that's our excuse. I can't do it. Or we feel like our testimony has been blown because we made a mistake. Well, maybe that's something to learn from and figure out, you know, fight smart. <laughs> how many times have you said that to us, you know, for sure. For sure. So those two examples alone, you know, those guys didn't wake up one morning and get hit on the head and think, y'all, I have become a genius. <laughs> Somewhere along the line in their lives, they had to begin laying a groundwork to become what they were. They didn't just wake up a genius. They didn't just wake up knowing how to build a Ford truck. So what are some things that we could do right now? to lay the groundwork to become. I may not know what God wants me to become, but I think there are some basic things that we can put into practice right now, some things that we can cultivate right now to prepare ourselves to become something in the kingdom of God. Does something come to mind for y'all? Again, I, I keep thinking intentionality. Is that a word, intentionality? We're going to make it. We're going to make it a word today. You have to pursue what God loves. A servant of God will love the things that God loves. And if you pursue the master, then he will develop something in you, a desire to do something, a, a, a I love to create. Maybe God will use your creativity, but you have to be sensitive to the master. And that's something that you develop. Right. Knowing how to be sensitive and to wait on him. Right, right. I love evangelism, personal evangelism. I love sharing the gospel and thinking about what we're talking about. There's always an opportunity to plant a seed. And I've always used the statement, you can count the seeds in an apple, but you can't count the apples in a seed. 
You just never know what seed that is planted, when it's going to come up, how it's going to come up, and what it's going to be. We just had a guest at our church maybe three weeks ago that I invited 10 years ago, and she held on to our our business card for our church, and she came, and she was amazed. And it's exciting to see that, to know that an unseen and forgotten seed was still there, and God brought it up. And we're thankful for these things. I believe now's the time to do something for the kingdom of God. Let's be. It's the finest hour. I've heard, and I've told our young people, if, if right now at 14 and 15, you don't create a habit of, of reading God's word every day, the likelihood that when you're 20, 25, you still won't be reading God's word every day. Right now is the time in your life, whether you're, you're 15, 25, or 55, or 105, now is the time to create in you something to be usable for the Lord, whatever it is. And it starts with being in tune with his word, being in tune with his heartbeat, if you will, Sister Kristen. Mm-hmm. A servant's intentional, heartbeat. A servant's heartbeat, knowing what is it, God, that you can do with me right now. When, when uh, Ruth and Naomi started home, they had no idea that one day— you would be great, 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 great grandma, <laughs> whatever, to the Messiah. Didn't matter. Right then, entreat me not to leave thee. What do you need from me right now? Because the more I'm available right now and intentional right now, the more I am usable tomorrow. I read a quote procrastination. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you've already been given time to do. We give an account for every idle word. I believe we'll give an account for time spent on Facebook. Time wasted. <laughs> time wasted. I do. I'm guilty. I'm not, I'm not throwing stones, but I, I feel like I need to be intentional. Yes, ma'am. I need to be intentionally pursuing the master with, right now, whatever he's asking me to do. Right. So uh, a few more, and then um, we'll, we'll continue talking about taking action. So for all of the Windows fans out there, um, I may not be one, but it's okay. So Bill Gates started Microsoft at age 30. Again, that's, that's a young guy. He was a billionaire by 31 and the richest man in the world by 40. He took action. For my Apple fans out there, Steve Jobs was 21 when he founded Apple. The co-founders of Google were 25 when they started that company. You mentioned Facebook. (laughs) The co-founders of Facebook are known to be the youngest self-made billionaires. 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 They were 19. So Brother John's point in his message was, if they can do that in the world... (laughs) What more could we do as children of God in the church? And he talked about those being, you know, those are famous names that we know. I didn't catch the names of these two young men, but a 15-year-old young man (laughs) set a goal to create a million-dollar company by the time he was 21. He did it by the time he was 18, His message to people was anything is possible. Just make sure you take action and never give up. 
I heard that and thought, if there's something that's in my heart that I desire to become, something I desire to do for the Lord, take action. Do the present duty. I may not know what the future holds, but as long as I'm doing something for the kingdom of God. He talked about a 13-year-old. He was in eighth grade, and his parents allowed him to take out a four-year loan for a commercial lawnmower. So the goal was to pay it off in four years. This young man did it in two years. By his senior year of high school, he had earned $135,000. He owned five trucks and had multiple branches of his business. And that young man's advice was, we can feel like there's never enough time. But if I'm doing something, I'm being productive. Amazing. <laughs> and that's our goal. You know, I, I don't want to just take my summer and just sit back and relax and drink Kool-Aid. But, but how often do I take the time to consider, Lord, what can I do for you? I want to be productive. And it doesn't have to be something that's on the platform in front of people, but there's plenty of behind the scene things that are needed <laughs> that, that are benefits to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. There's an old song It says, time is filled with swift transitions. Naught of earth can stand. It's moving so fast, but God put you here in 2022, not by accident. He has a purpose for you, a plan for you, and it's your job to find out what that is. Seek him. Find out what that is. (laughs) Amazing. For sure. So we're, we're, we're doing a podcast, and I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Brother Urshan and Brother McKillop were talking about truth uh, just this past Friday, actually. And Brother Urshan mentioned that there are content creators. And anytime I hear that term, I'm thinking of social media. You know, a content creator is anybody that is putting out some sort of media for other people to consume. And the problem that we run into, because not all media or things that we consume are bad, but the kind of wall that we run into is that there is a lack of those producing apostolic content. So we read books, but where are more apostolic writers? We listen to songs on the radio, but (laughs) where are more apostolic songwriters? Lots of people can play drums and play piano and pick a guitar. But where are those apostolic anointed musicians? There are lots of business owners. But where are those that are owning and running businesses with apostolic values? Definitely. I have been one that has promoted people that write songs to go back to doctrine, to the doctrine of the word of the Lord. We hear a lot of songs that really just a bunch of fluff, but the old doctrine songs, it's just amazing the content with it because in just listening to these old songs, they had so much of content, context of the word of God and revelation and power. And we need the true one God songs to be brought back. Blood songs, baptism in Jesus name. These songs are powerful. When we sing them today, how amazing it is. I can remember doing Children's Crusade at Heritage. And when I was supposed to preach, my wife got up on the keyboard 
And we looked at her and we was going to sing a song, kind of break the ice. And we started singing, The Mighty God is Jesus, The Prince of Peace is He. And these kids, all of a sudden, they started responding. We had to move the Holy Ghost. Children started worshiping God. The Spirit of God fell. These kids started, I mean, the Holy Ghost fell on them. They started shouting and dancing. And the power of these type of songs are amazing. In all ages, it moves the heart because it's the Word of God being put forth in these songs. Brother C and I were doing a, a devotion here at the house, and I never thought of this before. And you can you can get the facts straight for me, baby. I'm sure I'm not going to get them right. When God called the children of Israel to the promised land, it wasn't so they could have a lot of grape juice and a lot of sweet honey. It was intentionally putting them in a place where the world moved. When you went to, to the promised land, the geographical location, it was because that's the trade route. That's where people went. That's where the gospel of who he was, if you will, would be spread. He intentionally put them in a place so people could know him and make him known. And that's what God is doing in our lives. But we have got to be intentionally listening and doing what God is asking us to do, whether it's songwriting or evangelism or going to the nursing home and encouraging the little lady that has no one. Whatever it is, if God asks you to do it, it's huge. Just say yes, just do it, but be intentional with your ears. Right. Those those songs that have the meat to them, so to speak, <laughs> probably aren't going to happen when I'm sitting back just chilling. Drinking Kool-Aid. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's going to happen when I'm doing the present duty, doing what I know to do and doing my best to stay in his will. Even when I don't know what the future holds, it's just God, one step at a time. <laughs> Here I am kind of thing. For sure. For sure. So as we kind of wrap things up, I started this by talking about I was cleaning my office when I stumbled across my expired TXU free money that I could have got. What's TXU, Sister Kristen? Oh, sorry. It's a, Not everybody's from here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it stands for Texas something. Your electric bill? <laughs> it's my electric company. <laughs> yes. Texas Utility Company. There you go. Thanks, Pastor. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I was cleaning my office, and I came across my card that, you know, would have been free money for me. It was gifted to me, and I had just let it sit there and, and wasted so as kind of something to think about, I was cleaning that office in the natural, but this reminded me of the necessity to clean the office of our heart and mind, if you will. So how often do I intentionally sit down and just say, Lord, search me? Is there something that you have said? Is there something that you have laid in my lap? I mean, I was just literally sitting there in front of my bookshelf going through mail. So how many times do I sit down with the Word of God and say, Lord, is there something that I can get from this today? Or if it's Sunday or Tuesday, Thursday, whatever, and you're in church, God, I'm the target. Is there something that I can hear today that will kind of give me the oomph to begin to do something for you? Maybe I missed something. Maybe I forgot about something. I mean— in, in in the time of cleaning my office, I came across journals of things that I had written down, and I, I had written down something that said, don't let time become the enemy of trust. I was like, wow, Lord, 
you, you gave that to me. So in times where I'm waiting on him, don't let that discourage me from trusting him because he's asking me to wait. I needed that, but somewhere along the way it got buried and lost in the shuffle and bustle of life. So how important is it to make sure that we take the time to seek our hearts and to ask God, search me, know me. Is there anything you want to say to me, Lord? I was thinking about in Second Chronicles 12, there was a king, and his name was Rehoboam. And the Lord said in, in verse, verse 16, it says, And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. We got to be intentional. We have to be intentional. I may not create a light bulb today, but I can learn something that will help me create a light bulb (laughs) after many failures, Edison. What I'm doing today matters. Today's the day of salvation. You were talking about finding that gift card or whatever that yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow's a promissory note. Today is the only cash you have. So spend it wisely. We got to put in application, put in the order, cash it, go forward, and enjoy living for God. Let's take action. 